0: I want us to read together from Ezekiel two passages and then a passage from Jeremiah, the scripture that we've been considering together for the past several weeks. Ezekiel chapter 5 verse 5, let's read together. This is what the Almighty Lord says. This is Jerusalem. I have placed it in the center of the nations with countries all around it. Ezekiel 38. They, Israel, have been gathered from the nations and now they have livestock and property and live at the crossroads of the world. Jeremiah 6.16. God's message yet again. Go stand at the crossroads and look around ask for directions to the old road the tried and true road then take it discover the right route for your souls but they said nothing doing we aren't going that way let's pray Lord we just lift our hearts to you right now We lift up our eyes to you right now the Lord of all the earth So we're here together on this Mission Sunday, God, I pray that indeed your name, your name is exalted above all the earth. Above all the peoples of the earth. We're so privileged. We're so honored to have a part in what you're doing. Thank you for using us for your honor and for your glory. Now speak to our hearts In Jesus' name, amen. Can we praise him in advance for an amazing time in his word together today? Today on this Mission Sunday, we're going to begin with the statements put forth in both of the Ezekiel passages. First, from Ezekiel 5, verse 5. I have placed it, Jerusalem, in the center of the nations. I have placed it, Jerusalem, in the center of the nations. And then chapter 38, verse 12, the latter part says, they, Israel, live at the crossroads of the world. Now to really understand These statements and what God has in mind, let's ask a couple of questions in laying the foundation for where we're going today. Why did God choose Canaan as the promised land? Have you ever wondered why God led Abraham and his descendants to the land of Israel and settled them there? We read in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, the Lord said to Abram, leave your country, your relatives, and your father's family house and go to the land I will show you, Canaan, the promised land. Why did God ask Abraham to uproot his family from the Ur of Chaldees in southern Mesopotamia and move all the way to Canaan? This was a journey of over 1,700 kilometers in ancient days, in ancient times. Why would God ask Abraham to move from the Ur of Chaldees right at the southern tip of Mesopotamia, just south of Babylon, and travel over 1,700 kilometers and resettle In Canaan, a narrow ribbon of territory no wider than 95 kilometers in places. Why there? Why not somewhere else like, say, Hawaii? Or Switzerland? Why Canaan? To lay hold of the answer, we have to look at some geography for just a few moments. And I, I just pray that I will not bore you, but I have to, we have to look at a little geography. But in Bible times, there were two great river civilizations. In the north, between the Tigris and uh, the Euphrates, we have two rivers And uh, you have Mesopotamia, Assyria, Babylonia. And uh, right down at the south, you have Ur. It's down at the bottom of Babylon. And then over here to the left, you see Egypt. You've got the Nile River. So you have two great river civilizations. This is the ancient Near East map. This is the time of the patriarchs. This is a time when we're reading of Abram leaving and making this great journey into his, in from Ur into Canaan. To the south along the Nile River lay the great civilization of Egypt, the land of Pharaohs, as it was called. We have to the west, we have the Mediterranean Sea. And then South of Mesopotamia, in that big open space near the Persian Gulf, Gulf, between the Gulf and the Red Sea, you have the Arabian Desert. That was totally impassable. In, in ancient times, it was impossible Im- impassable to go. You couldn't go through there. And now we come and we find Canaan. And again, the question is, Why this land? Why this little strip of land? Canaan, you can see it there. Just at the end of the Mediterranean Sea, you have this tiny little strip of land. Mesopotamia was, it was over 1,100 or 1,200 kilometers wide. It was almost... 500 or 400 kilometers long, and God took Abram from that place called Ur, which you can see down there just above Sumner or Summer, and it's He took him all the way over to Canaan. Quite simply and yet most profoundly, the land of Israel or the land of Canaan. It provides the best accessible land bridges between the continents of Asia and Africa. It sits at the juncture, Canaan, this little strip, no wider than 95 kilometers in some places. It sits at the juncture of the two great river civilizations, the Nile River and then the Euphrates and the Tigris, those civilizations settled around those great rivers. It sits at the juncture, Canaan sits at the juncture, the land between, we could say it this way, the land between the crossroads of the ancient world. The land between the crossroads of the ancient world. Whoever controlled the land of Israel controlled international travel, controlled communication, and commerce. And Bible history shows us that this skinny little strip of land had many foreign nations, foreign nations much more powerful than God's people, crisscrossing it in route to great power struggles elsewhere. They, you can go through history and see this over and over again that many foreign nations, many foreign feet walk through that crossroads. And it's important that you understand this and see this for where we're going. They would crisscross it en route to great power struggles elsewhere down through history. Much later on, Israel's location made it a land bridge to three continents, Europe, Africa, and Asia. In fact, Africa's only land link... To Europe, to this very day, Africa's only land link to Europe and to Asia runs through Israel. So it, was it a mere coincidence that God places people on this bridge between two continents? Unlikely. I think you could see where we're going with this. On this mission Sunday, was it a coincidence that God had Abram, the father of faith, leave the Ur of Chaldees and travel 1,700 plus kilometers to Canaan? Was it coincidence that God placed his people on this bridge between continents Unlikely, if God wanted to make himself known throughout the ancient world, this, and, he, and did he, indeed he did, he wanted to make himself known throughout the ancient world, this little tiny strip, this crossroads would be the ideal place to do it from. Indeed, to send Abram to that area was intentional. God did so to put his name in the center of the nations. I love this. Listen, the ancient civilizations that surrounded Canaan, surrounded Israel, the Egyptian and the Mesopotamian civilizations, they they already possessed developed cultures and religions. There was no place In those Egyptian and Mesopotamian cultures, there was absolutely no place within those cultures for God to reveal himself and for God to teach Abraham and his descendants his ways. Canaan did not have such developed cultures. So for God to take Abraham and Abraham's family into this land, the crossroads, God had a place to train them about trusting him and that they might make discovery of his purpose for their existence, that they might continue to make discovery of their purpose and why they are at the crossroads, why they have been placed at the crossroads. So awesome. Here's an example. If you owned a business and you wanted to let others know about it, where would you locate your advertisement? You would place it at the crossroads where the most people would see it. God placed Israel at the crossroads of the ancient world where they could be his greatest advertisement. He settled his people at the crossroads so that his name might be proclaimed among the nations. Israel didn't live in an isolated backwater, but they lived at the place where cultures convened and where cultures collided. God placed them at the crossroads, the land bridges between three continents. Wow. This provided Israel with incredible challenges because Their ability to remain in this land depended upon their obedience to God. Their ability to hold on to this land required that they continue to discover His purpose at the crossroads. What He had in mind when He placed them there, when He put them there. They had to continue that journey and making those discoveries and they had to continue to walk in obedience to God in order to hold on to this land this most strategic place and this is why Jeremiah challenged Judah because Judah had fallen away Judah had had given up their purpose they had walked away from their purpose and they were bowing down to other gods and they were they were they 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 lost their their understanding, or they gave up their understanding of the crossroads and where God had placed them. The plan of God for their existence. And this is why Jeremiah said, Go, stand at the crossroads and look around. Ask for directions to the old road, the tried and true road. Then take it. Discover the right route for your souls. But they said, Nothing doing We aren't going that way. Today I want to conclude the series we began some weeks ago, Discovery at the Crossroads. Discovery at the Crossroads. Go, stand at the Crossroads, look around, ask for directions to that ancient path that we sang of earlier, that ancient way, that ancient road, the tried and true road crossroads, we all encounter them, right? And so often we don't know what to do when we come to the crossroads of life. But Jeremiah gives us such wisdom. Thank God for a man faithful. When an entire nation had given up its purpose of existence, turning away from God, God who had placed them at the very crossroads of ancient civilization, where nations and cultures collide and where continents are... They're bridging continents. They had given it up. And yet Jeremiah is so faithful. He gives wisdom to the entire nation. How to discover the right route for our souls by instructing the nation first to stand. To stand. To take a stand. And then to look. To look. To see The word look means to see beyond yourself. To see what God is doing, what God has in mind at the crossroads. And then to ask, to ask. And before I move on, I just want to put this in because I meant to last week. Each one of us must ask ourselves the following when we face a crossroads in life. Will the path we choose... Ask yourself, will the path we choose be a path that will fulfill God's plan for our lives or will it simply be a path that follows our own reasoning for what we want out of life? This is so critical for us today on Mission Sunday. Will the path we choose, ask, ask for the old way, ask for direction, Will the path we choose be a path that will fulfill God's plan for our lives? Or will it simply be a path that follows our own reasoning for what we want out of life? And now today, today it says, ask for directions to the old road, the tried and true road. Then take it. Everybody say, then take it. Say it out loud then take it i want to define the word take it means to tread on or to tread abroad to tread abroad to tread on as in treading on not tread on but treading on walking on plodding on it means to tread to and fro up and down to places. Woo. To places. And it also means to carry. To carry. Now, this is important because from these words and this definition, we're gonna we're gonna discover our fourth and final key: discovering the right route for our souls. To tread abroad, to tread on, to tread to and fro, up and down to places. To carry, here's the thought behind Jeremiah's final instruction. Judah, Judah, you must return. You must come back. You must walk back to God's original purpose of strategically placing you at the crossroads. Judah, you've got to get back to the good path. For you've been designed to tread on, to tread to and fro, to tread up and down. To places demonstrating the greatness of your God to the cultures and societies that are all around you. What does this mean for you and I today? God's chosen people, God's church, God's people who are commissioned. Number four, here's the fourth and final key commit once again to carry Christ's peace to a broken world. Commit once again to carry. Christ's peace to a broken world. The ancient path, the good way, is Jesus Christ, whom we sang over and over. We sang his name today. The ancient path, the good way, is Jesus Christ. Those who seek the ancient path and the good way are seeking for Jesus Christ. Jesus told his disciples, he was going to his father's house to prepare a place for them. In John 14, verses 1 and 2, he promised that he would come back to take them there in verses 3 and 4 of John 14. And then he said to his disciples in the fourth verse of John 14, you know the way to the place where I am going. You know the way to the place where i am going way means the way of peace it means a peaceful life you know the way of peace a peaceful life but the disciples were confused they they could sense they were standing at a crossroads and they knew that they needed direction so in verse 5 of john 14 thomas said master we have no idea where you're going How do you expect us to know the road? Jesus said, I am the road, also the truth, also the life. No one gets to the Father apart from me. Church, Jesus Christ is the only way to God, the only way to salvation, the only way to eternal life. Jesus Christ is the only way to peace, a peaceful life. He is the Prince of Peace. And it's so amazing to me because the word Jerusalem, the name Jerusalem means foundation of peace. Foundation of peace. Right there in the crossroads, we have Jerusalem. We have Jerusalem as the capital, in this time, the capital of Judah. And there in Jeremiah's day, there was no peace. The the people had, had... had, had turned away from God. They were, they were in a state of total rebellion. But Jeremiah is, is once again reminding them of where they've been placed and, and that they are a people who are meant to show to the societies and cultures around them the peace of God that, that they are to demonstrate. Come on, everybody. That's the crossroads. That's where, that's where it all is to transpire. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. And I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple. Come on, treading on, fulfilling our purpose. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed quiet for your souls. Can we give the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, a mighty ovation today? Thank God for his peace. And a key to discover the right route for our souls when we are at that crossroads is to commit ourselves once again to be carriers of peace into a broken world that God by his, by his power would enable, continue to enable us to fulfill our purpose to fulfill what he's called us to do. We are now to demonstrate. You see, only in Christ is there rest for the soul. But if your soul has no rest, it's going to be hard for you and the, uh, hard for the people around you to be recipient of that rest. You know, we need today in today's world, I, 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 I believe our greatest need is for the peace of God there is so much upheaval and turmoil right across the face of this earth and we need God's peace and we need to be carriers of that peace church when you come to the cross crossroads in life and you may not be there now but you will you'll come to a crossroads we all do it's part of life when you come to the crossroads in life stay committed To Christ's purpose. Stay committed to God's purpose for your life. Tread on, church. Tread on. Come on. To and fro. Carry his message of peace to broken, hurting people. So that they may find rest for their souls. Which is exactly what they'll find when they come to Jesus. For he is the ancient, good, restful, and peaceful way. I want to finish with some words from John Piper that are absolutely amazing. And I want us to look at this just carefully. It's quite lengthy, but I, I want to I've got a couple of more minutes, so I just want to take some time. God is pursuing with omnipotent passion, a worldwide purpose of gathering joyful worshipers for Himself from every tribe, every tongue, people, and nation. I want to read that again. God is pursuing with omnipotent passion a worldwide purpose. Of gathering joyful worshipers for himself from every tribe, every tongue, people, and nation. He has an inexhaustible enthusiasm for the supremacy of his name among the nations. Therefore, let us bring our affections into line with his. And for the sake of his name, let us renounce the quest for worldly comforts and join his global purpose. Come on, John Piper, that a preach right there. Therefore, because he has an inexhaustible enthusiasm for the supremacy of His name among the nations. Therefore, let us bring our affections into line with His. Come on, at the crossroads. Let's commit ourselves once again. We've been running down this path and running down that path to attain, to grasp for ourselves. But may we on this mission Sunday as... The Church of Jesus Christ here expressed at Nairobi Lighthouse could we as God's people once more standing at that crossroads realize afresh and commit ourselves once more to our purpose of existence to the reason why he's brought us out of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son let us bring our affection our affections into line with his for the sake of his name and the spreading of his fame throughout the world the taking of and carrying his great name to the nations that are waiting let us renounce the quest for worldly comforts and worldly gain that which we are chasing after and let us join His global purpose today. And when we make those discoveries, church, oh, we will find the right route for our souls. We will find the right way for our souls. You say, Pastor, right now I'm really needing the peace of God to just flood my heart. There's just some turmoil on the inside of me. I, I hear and I understand and I see the purpose of the crossroads. and I've learned today I'm to be a carrier of Christ's peace into this broken, shattered world. But I need that peace to be restored. I, I'm, at, I'm at a situation. I'm at, I'm at a crossroads. I'm making some decisions right now. I really need the peace of God. Hands up. Come on, right across this room. The peace that passes all understanding that keeps our hearts and our minds see you cannot give what you do not possess and i'm asking god to return whatever it is that's weighing on you whatever it is that is a heavy burden jesus says come come to be all who are weary and heavy burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace, and I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Lord, we stand in your presence today. Jesus, you are the head of the church. We are your people. We are your subjects. And Lord, we just stand together right now as the church of Jesus Christ. And I I, pray we, we join together to pray for the peace of God, that foundation of peace, Lord, that we will return to it so that we might be your people who will tread on, who will tread to and fro, who will go to places that you take us, God. That, Lord, we're we're in this moment at this crossroads, but we're going to go your way. And I thank you that, Lord, you've got it all in your hands, every situation that is troubling us, every issue right now that is weighing us down. Father, we cast our cares upon you right now because you care for us. Jesus, you are building a mighty, glorious church in the earth, and you've called us to be part of something supernatural. So God, restore peace to your people right now. In family issues, in business issues, and things that will distract us away from our purpose, things that will cause us to stop walking and moving into what you've called of us, called us to do. In the name of Jesus, I decree peace that passes all understanding, flooding every heart right now. Every heart right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, nations are waiting. Nations are waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God, full of your peace, your rest in this world that is just in such upheaval. God, do it, we pray, through us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God has been so faithful, and and I believe he's spoken to us over these past weeks, as well as today. Everybody have an amazing week of discovery. Let's go and carry this... Great peace to everyone we meet. God bless you.